We're on the phone, joined on the phone this morning by Bishop John Lavore. Bishop, how are you today? Pretty good. Good to be able to join uh, you and Emily. Great, great to have you, Bishop. Uh, you're, Bishop, you're the Bishop of New Ulm, uh, originally from the Archdiocese as a, as a priest, St. Paul, Minneapolis, correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in New Ulm, yeah. Bishop? Eleven years. Eleven so years. It, uh, it's gone by quickly, but uh, here I am. So <laughs> good, good, good to be here. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, we're we're starting off the month of October uh, today. It's the first of October, Bishop. Uh, can you talk a little bit about why this month uh, is such a special month? Well, I think there are a couple things that uh, we celebrate this month. One is uh, the Holy Rosary, uh, because uh, October 7th is uh, the Feast of the Holy Rosary, Our Lady of the Rosary, and so October has that connotation of being the month of the rosary and also it's respect life month so we treasure the uh, human life from conception to natural death so the two are um, two of the things that we celebrate in october and really they're connected together because our our mother is uh, mary and she gave us jesus and there could be no more pro-life action and giving us Christ. And so uh, so the two are tied together, Respect Life Month and the Rosary. How beautiful. Bishop, can you talk just a little bit? I think some people, uh, speaking for a friend, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, it's me, um, struggle sometimes praying the Rosary because maybe my <clears throat> mind wanders during the prayers or, um, you know, struggling to really stay focused on the prayers, just the cadence of it. Can you talk a little bit about um, maybe either for uh, someone personally struggling to pray or just praying as a family? You know, I really have this desire to pray the Rosary with my family. Uh, I have little kids. <clears throat> Uh, who don't sit still for that long. You know, what advice can you give to somebody to for how to pray the rosary and then how to pray it with their family? Right. It isn't always easy to pray the rosary, and we did it as uh, a family, but, uh, you know, us kids were not. Uh, sometimes our, our minds and our energies were elsewhere, and, and it was difficult. But my dad... Uh, said, okay, let's, we're gonna pray the rosary. And he knelt down, uh, by his uh, easy chair there and, you know, we followed suit. And, uh, so I think it's, uh, it's difficult, but to pray the rosary sometimes and our minds do wander. Uh, but the important thing is to, to pray the rosary. You know, today we celebrate the feast of St. Therese of the Sioux, and the rosary was not one of her favorite prayers. She had a very <laughs> difficult time, uh, praying the rosary. So even great saints like St. Therese had difficult times. So we, you know, we can experience the same kind of thing. Uh, I've prayed the rosary with families, and one of the things that helps, especially with uh, little ones, not real little, they have to be a little older to be able to say the prayers, but <clears throat> they, you know, say the mystery, uh, say there's a, a couple of the, the children, and they can, you know, they can say the mystery, say the, what mystery is they're praying, and, uh, you know, lead the prayers, say the beginning of the Our Father, the beginning of the Hail Marys, and this gets them involved, and uh, that, that I think, is important. It keeps their interests that way. And sometimes, you know, I prayed with families, and they have little intention. You know, they pray with each decade. They say, well, we'll pray for the sick, or we'll pray for grandma, or whatever it might be. So 
Um, so there are ways to get, you know, get the the whole family involved in the rosary, and that, that helps it to go a little bit better. But the rosary is the gospel in miniature, and uh, if we really pray the rosary, we're immersing ourselves in the gospel, and uh, that's what life is all about. Bishop, I, I love what you were just saying. I was about to ask you, um, you, you mentioned St. Therese and the difficulties she had praying the rosary. Others, um, I've gone in and out of praying the rosary, struggled at times to pray it, uh, been successful, if you will, at others. Can you speak more, as you as you just were there at the end, about how can we, we can come to appreciate the rosary prayer? You said it's the gospel in miniature. Um, how can we grow? I mean, somebody, if a Catholic said to you, you know, Excellency, why should we pray? the rosary how, how would you elaborate on your answer yeah there, there are so many <clears throat> different reasons why you know one is just to honor our, our blessed mother and to unite ourselves with her um, in the worship of her son jesus christ um, saint john paul ii was a great advocate of the rosary and and he would say and this is you know comes from his uh, theology and his philosophy background but uh, and the, his experience in Vatican II that, you know, Jesus reveals us to ourselves. And uh, so much of the rosary is, you know, meditating on Jesus' life. So it, uh, by meditating on the mysteries of the rosary, the mystery of the human person is revealed to us. Um, and so uh, there's, a, there's that. Um, uh, and just the... You know the gospel itself, uh, as John Paul added, the uh, you know those uh, the luminous mysteries, and it kind of you know completes the the life cycle of of Christ. And um, you know the popes for you know many many popes of when people come to visit, they give them the rosary because it's such a it's so uh, easy to carry around with us and uh, and to pray. Uh, I know during the wars, you know, many men, uh, many soldiers prayed the rosary, and Our Lady, you know, came to their assistance and, and helped them. And so there are just so many reasons why the rosary is uh, such a good prayer to, to pray. Mm, amen. Thank you so much for tuning into Real Presence Live. Uh, this is Emily Leadham. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we are uh, talking with Bishop John Lavore right now uh, about Respect Life Month and the Holy Rosary, uh, the way that the two are connected. Um, Bishop, with in, in honor of Respect Life Month, um, what's what would you like to share with listeners about Respect Life Month? Um, and and similarly too, I would love to know what is it that you hope to see in the pro life movement within your flock. Well, I think the the Respect Life Month is, is something that's developed uh, over the years, and <clears throat> it's just to call respect to all human life from conception to natural death. And uh, you know, I I think that. Um, you know, the many prayers that we say uh, for human life, the, um, you know, standing outside of clinics and hospitals, you know, praying for life, uh, I think it's really had an impact. You know, we've seen, uh, even in Minnesota here, a, a drop in the number of abortions over the years, uh, because I think, you know, our Blessed Mother, uh, as we pray to her uh, for life, that she she affects people and so i just you know it it's 
sometimes people get tired of the church saying, well, we're, we're for love, human life and pray for the end of abortion and pray that all children be born and, and all of that. But we should, we should never get tired uh, of praying mm-hmm. for life. And uh, I know I, I prayed, uh, I was part of what was called Rosaries for Life in the Twin Cities, and we prayed every Friday uh, in front of uh, Regents Hospital, and uh, they were one of the main providers of abortion. And uh, uh, people would, you know, nurses would come from the hospital and they say, we know, you know, we know, and people in there know that you're out here praying the rosary, and uh, it has an effect on them. And now they don't they do not do abortions anymore at Ooh, Regents Christ Hospital. God. So, um, uh, and I know that, you know, 40 Days for Life is a, is a campaign that is is going on uh, now, and we have we don't we're not large enough here in New Ulm to have that, but we send our people to the neighboring diocese, St. Cloud, uh, and they have you know 40 days for life. So we encourage our people to to pray for life. So I I just uh, you know I guess if I were to give a message to the people of the diocese of New Ulm, it's don't get tired of praying for life and working for life, and in the political realm as well. You know, bring that pro-life message to the political realm, and you know, as as the as Pope Francis says, John Paul II said, we propose, we don't impose, but we propose. So we can bring our pro-life message to uh, the public square and propose it. And if people accept it, great. If they don't, well, that's their choice. But we don't want to impose, but rather propose, propose the dignity of life and respect for life. Bishop, uh, since the the pro-life movement has been going on, especially since Roe v. Wade in 1973, there have been a lot of different methods and approaches to uh, to, to the pro-life message, getting it out, advancing the cause, and so on. 40 Days for Life seems to be uh, very fruitful in its approach. Is that do you, do you have much familiarity with, with 40 Days for Life and their approach and how they go about their work? Yeah, I I do, and I I think you're right. I think they they've had uh, a great impact, and uh, the stories you know that come from uh, people who participate in Forty Days uh, for Life. You know, they don't make <clears throat> the front page of the media, or uh, you know, they're not on uh, Twitter, or you know, all of those kinds of things. But there there are ways in which. Uh, our Blessed Mother and her son work in people's lives very quietly. Um, you know, we have a, a clinic here, a, a life care center here in New Ulm. And, you know, again, we're small, and uh, it's been, you know, operating for about eight years, and we've had 100, you know, saved 100 babies. And I, I uh, you know, look at 40 Days for Life as that movement who, you know, these women may not have ever heard of 40 Days for Life, but the prayers that are said uh, in that campaign, I'm sure I have brought some of those women into the life care center and, and they've had their babies. So it does have a great effect. And sort of movements like uh, Pro-Life Across America and the billboards, you know, so many lives have been saved there. So, again, we should never get tired of, of standing up for life.
Mm. Bishop, we just have a, a minute or two left. Um, one final question that I have for you is, you know, I think that there are people listening now that maybe have been touched by the effects of abortion, um, that have been affected by it. And, uh, you know, whether that's personally or a family member, uh, a grandchild, a child, um, what, what would you offer to them? What would you like to say to them? Well, you know, to affirm that God loves loves them and uh, that uh, He forgives them uh, when they're sorry for what they've done. Uh, I've heard many confessions uh, and uh, many tears have been shed in the confessional. Uh, people, you know, confessing abortion, not only women, but also people involved, you know, um, uh, men who have, you know, encouraged their their girlfriends or their spouses to have abortions. And uh, so men and women both feeling the deep effects. And Jesus brings healing. He's the one. Go to him. He loves you. He'll take care of you. Praise God. Thank you so much, Bishop, for being with us today. Okay, you're welcome, uh, Dr. Burkwald and Emily. Good to be with you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Bishop. Okay, God bless.